Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of The Little Prince. I watched the second half of The Little Prince. And this is, is the, the other, other half. Hey, Ethan. Hey, Mike. It's been a really long time since we've seen, like, a kid's movie. A kid's movie. movie I don't know, made Her- for children. What about Harry... And the Hendersons. That movie was it's made for no one. Not made for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, okay, let me let me uh, actually say. I think it's been forever since we've seen like a good kids movie. Would you agree with that? I feel like it's been a really uh, long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I've heard so many things. I think this movie was recommended by my brother to watch. Actually, okay, and from a ton of people. This movie yeah. got a lot of like uh, uh, attention when it first came out. Uh, I think primarily though, more for its visual style rather than like the story. Hmm. I feel, um, and I think that's where the the movie uh, succeeds quite well. Uh, this movie is very pretty looking. It's very pretty. I thought it was okay. What the visual style? I guess the thing is, is they had like two sequences. They had like this dream sequence, not or like like the, the book sequence, the book sequence, and the normal like real life sequence. I guess yes, but the real life sequence always looked okay to me. Yes, but the but the book sequence, but the book sequence happens for like a little bit in my house. Oh and no! Then that's it. Oh, yeah. you missed out, buddy. I know. I saw part of it, and that was it. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god. Well, it's very cool. It's very um like. Leica? Is that the name? It looks a lot like Leica, actually. Yeah. Or, yeah, even a little bit like Frankenhole. I don't know if you've heard of Frankenhole. It was this really good uh, stop-motion animated TV show on Adult Swim, and all the characters were made out of, like, origami paper. Mm. It looked really cool, and it, it kind of reminded me of that as well. Um, it will look, It definitely set the movie apart, because I kind of agree when things got, like, more realistic and grounded, it very much sort of felt like wannabe Pixar. Um, but then when it fell into this beautiful looking like paper mache, like beautifully colored, like animated world, it was just gorgeous. Mm. It's a shame that you didn't get to see more. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed out by that, but that's, that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, hopefully the story was able to carry, uh, the last half of the film. Yeah. We'll see then. Yeah. We'll see. Hmm, I hope so too. So let's talk. Let's start off with the beginning part of the story. Before that, have you read the little prince, the book? I didn't know it was a book. You didn't know it was a book? No. I... Um, I didn't realize I'd actually read The Little Prince as a kid. Really? Yeah, I was watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, characters started like popping up. I'm like, wait, why do I remember this? Why do I remember that? And I remember, I think back in elementary school, um, we were read that we were, uh, in class. But I think the reason I remember it the most was because there was one chapter in the book, and I'll probably get to it, where like a character, uh, The Little Prince falls in love with a, a rose, and then the rose's uh, vanity becomes overpowering and uh, overwhelming and the little prince doesn't know what to do. So he goes away. And I had just, my dog had just died. Oh. <laughs> oh. And it was just like that feeling of like leaving something and like that feeling of loss and wanting something to still be there. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. I remember like my, my teacher was reading it and I was just in the back of the room crying, like sobbing, like silently to myself because I didn't want any so attention. So this brought back great memories. Very good memories. Yeah. Well, very, very complicated memories. And that's kind of what I liked about the book sequences. But I think the thing we're going to focus on the most are the non-book sequences. I think that's the story. Probably because there isn't anything at the end. Because there's very little apparently for you. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see about that. So movie starts out. The beautifully hand-drawn introduction showing how some old guy gave up on being an artist until something miraculous happened, they say. The old man is played by Jeff Bridges. Yes. Now, interesting thing about the first half of this movie, it's going to be very difficult for me to talk about because no one has any names. And I think that's by design. Yeah, they have like the aviator. The, the aviator, uh, the little girl, the, the mom, the prince. The mom, the... Uh, Confused Man. What was the name? Not Confused Man. Confused Man. Uh, whatever. I'll look at it later in my notes. But uh, but, but is, is is any name given by the end of the movie? Because no. f- Really? Nope. Interesting. Because I felt like that was by design at first because the whole idea, the opening this movie very much hammers into you that this is a world of structure and a world of, of worth. In fact, the movie opens with a little girl uh, and uh, her mother being preparing to be interviewed for a prestigious academy, mm. a school that she needs to get into in order for her life to be worth something. Hmm. And the name of that academy, a little bit on the nose, is called Worth Academy. Uh, huh, okay. Yeah. It's worth it. 
Exactly. It's very I mean, that's like putting, uh, calling a bank like money academy, money bank. (laughs) Money bank. It's like you put money here. Yeah. Or like the guy who, the rich dude in in Monopoly is called Mr. Moneybags. That's true. Yeah. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of money. That's how you know. So, but it's spelled W E R T H worth. But still, it's once people say it, it's very clearly what they're talking about is you, in order to be worth something, you have to go to this academy. So the mother and daughter are very in sync and uh, they are very much preparing for this thing. And the one thing that the the daughter knows is that when all this goes right, when the interview goes right, they're just going to ask you one question. It's the big question. And that question will be, what makes you worth academy material? And the daughter has an answer prepared, like perfectly prepared. She's got whole hand movements. She knows exactly how she's going to answer that question. So she's brought in to this big scary uh, interviewing room where all the interviewers are and they're very spooky and then they're going to ask the question they get we they're like all this looks really good you know you're the stuff you've given us looks really good but we have one question a big question and the girls are like preparing for it and then they say what will you be when you grow up and the little girl answers the question that she was expecting to be quite like asked. Oh, and it's obviously the wrong answer because it's like a three step thing of like worth means this worth means that I believe that I belong at worth because of these things. And you can tell that the interviewers are not pleased because she's not actually answering that question. And then the, the, the little girl starts like freaking out and then she faints. So she's failed that. And they're in the car and mom is very sad, but she says there's a plan B if they move into a specific neighborhood uh, nearer the school, then they have to accept her. What? Which is like, yeah. Um, schools work like that. Uh, not I mean, not I mean, private schools. Not usually schools where you have to yeah, go I, interview. I right? say, interview one. Like, not usually. I feel like you just have to. If it's one that you could just move to, you could just probably put in a like request to go to that school. Well, I think the whole point behind this is only people with a specific kind of socioeconomic status oh. can live there. Mm, okay. Um, and the thing is, is the only way they're able to live where they're living in the district to go to that school is because they live next door to a weirdo, and the property value has gone down. Oh. So that's how they're able to afford the house. So they move in. And uh, do, 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 do. and so the daughter asks if she really is worth Academy material. She doesn't know. She's not sure. And the mother says that she will be because she has planned out her entire life. And she oh. shows her this board. It's called the life plan board. And every second of every day for the next couple of years until she's an adult has been completely planned out for the little girl. Pretty overwhelming. A is bit. It not? Yeah. <laughs> every little thing. So the daughter. Uh, so then um, it, I, I wrote this down. It's important. It's clear that the mother and daughter do truly love each other deeply. The daughter is not ignored or left feeling unloved by the mother. However, the mother has a different sense of what worth means. A little bit overbearing. Too. A little overbearing. But that's fine. But it's I think it's sort of later on. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about you, but I know it, it, feel, it very much feels like it's explained that it seems like she wasn't prepared and she's working hard to be more prepared yeah, for this world. Sense. Anyway, so then the mom has to leave uh, because she has to do her job in order to afford this. And the daughter smells something strange and it's coming from the house next door. And she realizes it's gas. And then a humongous propeller shoots through from the next door's house over and smashes into her house and <sighs> destroys the life board and everything. There's a big hole in the wall. Wait, life board? What's a life board? Sorry, the life plan board. Oh, okay. the board that has her entire like, life. Is plan. life board like some sort of thing in a house that I've never heard of before? <laughs> it's like the support beam. Uh, the whole house just collapses. It's like once you hit that, it's over. Yeah, it's the, like it's the house point. is dead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, her life plan is destroyed by this okay. propeller, which is supposed to be like a metaphor, I think. Um, and then the police show up and they knock at the neighbor's door, but they don't want to arrest him because he's just an old man. And it would be m- he's more trouble. He's just crazy. Yeah, and it'd be more trouble than, than it's worth. Probably. And the neighbor does seem like he's truly sorry about, because apparently he owns an airplane. Mm. He's the aviator. Oh. Yeah. So he's Leo DiCaprio? He's Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, uh, they go into his house at some point and you see a bunch of bottles or uh, jars full of urine. Ah. And he's always wearing uh, tissue boxes on his feet. And uh, he really likes milk. And then he got an infection and he stabbed milk into his uh, <sighs> butt in order to solve the infection. These are real things that happen to William Randolph Hearst. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that doesn't really happen in this film. Uh, that would be pretty great though. But he is an aviator. He does yes. have a train or plane in the backyard. And what happens next? And so uh, they don't arrest him. And he gives the little girl a jar full of pennies to pay for the damage. <laughs> jar full of pee. <laughs> <laughs> this will be worth something. <laughs> I'm William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. 
Uh, so she takes the jar wait, full Wait, William of- Randolph Hearst, that's the newspaper guy, isn't it? Yeah, wasn't that... That's not the aviator. Oh, wait, fuck, what's his name? I don't know. I don't know, man, that's your movie. I haven't seen no, it No, it's Hearst Castle, right? Yeah, but that's not the aviator. That's the guy who made the... Uh, 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 that's the guy who Citizen Kane was based off of. Yeah, I thought they were the same person, weren't they not? No, one was a newspaper Mongol. Well, I knew we. Well, dude, he wasn't just an aviator. Nah, he's just an aviator. Was he? Yeah, he also made movies and then he became a newspaper mogul. Man. Look this shit up. I will. I know. Continue. I'm pretty sure I'm right. You might be right, but that's impressive. I'm nervous. It's an impressive now. resume. <laughs> yeah, that's why they made a movie about him. And that's why it was so amazing that he did all these really cool things and he also peed in a jar. I mean, I pee in a jar. <laughs> Nobody thinks I'm that cool. Liam's not going to be playing me. In, in fact, movie. I get quite upset when you pee in a jar. <laughs> Look, it's in my room. I know it smells a little bad, but it's my sometimes room. I, I, sometimes I, want I have room. to go in your room and <laughs> I don't enjoy it. That's all I, I'm saying. I understand that. I should probably put lids on them. <laughs> the Howard Hughes. Fuck! Fucking shit! Oh, god damn it! Oh, I mother I think you said that at the beginning. I'm an idiot. That's all right, man. Ethan. Don't, don't beat yourself up. I'm, I'm such a stupid moron. No, no, it's okay. Oh, God. Randolph Hearst, Hughes, they all got old, old rich white people names. God damn it. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, now I just feel demolished. That's all right. Oh, this man. This movie will cheer you up. Yeah, I will. Uh, so she gets the coins. Oh, man. All right. So she gets the coins and she's back at the house and the mom shows up. She's really angry. The mom's really angry because the house is destroyed. But the little girl has filled out all the proper documentation. And uh, everything's been taken care of now. I don't know how she can do that. She filed an insurance thing? Yeah, like, she did. Okay. I don't know how she can do that as a child, but she did. So uh, next, uh, so then she's setting her room up, and this is very important. This how could she imp- do that and not improv, like, uh, a name? Or, like, what you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> because she was prepared for another thing. I know, but if you're smart enough to do, like... Because she was nervous. Ethan, she's very nervous. She's not nervous about. She's not nervous about filing. No, I'm sure she's done that a million times. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So she's setting up a room, putting all her stuff away, and one thing she does is she has a snow globe, and she puts it on a little like mantelpiece, and then we see there's a shit ton of snow globes. Okay. She's like, why is she so obsessed with snow globes? And uh, that's important though. And then she goes to sleep, and uh, but before she goes to sleep. There's a little paper airplane that comes into her room and she opens it up and it's a page from the little prince and she reads it and then she throws it away when she realizes it's the old man next door who gave it to her. That's and a little I, weird. Just keep that in mind, Ethan. Just keep in mind, this is a weird thing for an old man next door to do, especially <laughs> after destroying this person's house. Yeah. This is where the movie starts to get a little problematic. Um, and I don't say that word lightly. Next day, we see the little girl's day. She spends it preparing for the academy. She's counting the pennies in the uh, jar. And then she finds strange random pieces in the pennies and the coins. There's a shell. There's a small little plane. There's like a little uh, a sword. And then there's also like a little like model of figurine of the little prince. Hmm. She sets them all out. And then this makes her go upstairs and get the page from the little prince out of the trash can. And she starts to read it again. And we are now seeing what's written on that page. Chronicles the story of an aviator who is the man next door who crash lands in the Sahara Desert and meets the little prince. And I write here, the animation here is beautiful. It starts out as folded pieces of paper with like individual drawings on them. Mm. And then the drawings become like like three dimensional three dimensional and it's gorgeous to watch it is absolutely gorgeous to see this work and then also like it's paper and then fabric and like plastic and stuff like it's it's all these weird pieces of stuff put together and it's just gorgeous compared to like how the rest of the movie looked so the little prince comes up to the man the aviator and asks the man to draw a sheep and so the man just keeps drawing these sheeps, but each one isn't good. One's too old. One looks too sick, blah, 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 blah. So finally the man goes, okay, here's a box. And he drives a little box with some holes in it. He goes, in that box is the sheep that you want. And the little prince goes, thank you so much. This is exactly what I wanted. Hmm. You got to open your mind a little bit, Ethan. You got to think outside hmm. the box, I guess. So uh, then the page is done. So the little girl sneaks into the neighbor's yard and she sees the man's inventions and his destroyed plane. And she also sees the old man working on the destroyed plane still. And she surprises him. And then a parachute flies out of the airplane. And she's like, oh, and she sees the parachute sort of slow, slowly falling on her. And the old man goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. And then he walks under the parachute. And then the parachute lands onto the both of them. And they're both under the parachute together. 
and then they both start laughing. Now, Ethan, mm. that's creepy, right? That's a creepy thing for an old man stranger to do. Like, I don't care how nice a guy you are. I don't care how many coins you've given me. I don't <laughs> care how good of a writer or artist you are. It's a creepy thing to do is to, like, have a parachute. The other thing, he could have just not had the parachute land on him, but now the parachute is on both of them, and they're under this creepy parachute, and they're both laughing creepily. He's laughing creepily because he's an old man. It's a weird thing, right? I don't... Like, I, I'm not against the idea of, like, old people making friends with, like, kids or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But, like, that's... It's very... This is very different. It wasn't... Her mom's not there. This is his backyard. It's under a parachute. Weird things happen under parachutes. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> We've all done that game where we all went up the the thing where. The, How where cool was the, that back in the, back old in the day, day where everyone stood in a circle and raised it and up and they down. threw it, and then somebody would run out of the parachute and then they come on the other side. Somebody had to run out of the parachute yeah, again. Super fun. God, that shit was so cool. But I would never do it if there was an old man on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. But whatever. you don't think it's that weird? I mean, it's a little weird, but like, nah. All right. Well, it's, that's it's all just sucks. Always like put like this is an old man. He's creepy automatically. Yeah. No, he's not creepy automatically, but he is doing kind of creepy things. He does. Th- if this man was a creepy man and he was doing these things. But how do you know he's be- a creepy man? He could just be a nice guy. That's actually a creep that you never know. <laughs> you never know. But he's in this movie, so he can't be creepy. <laughs> that's a good point. It's That's true. So uh, she gives the old man the page back and she says that she liked the pictures, but she had some logical questions about the story. Hmm. For instance, the little prince is apparently from a planet that's very small that it could only house him. How is that even possible? Hmm. And also, how is there that a, a child can live on a planet? Like she's searched all this, uh, all the planets in the entire solar system, apparently in her studies, and she's never come across this. And the old man says that the fact that the boy won wanted a drawing of a sheep proves that he existed. I'm just like, I don't fucking know what that means. <laughs> so then he goes in the house and it's full of garbage. And the little girl goes, This is a pretty serious fire hazard. Huh, I never looked at it that way. And I'm like, that's like that that perfectly sums up these two characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one of them looks at this house full of junk and is like, this is dangerous and this is going to cause you harm one day. And then he looks at it and he goes, this is just sort of like a collection of my stuff. Like I look at it a very different way. Hmm. I thought that was a very nice little line to throw into this uh, film. I really liked it. Uh, so then he says that he's a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a problem. It's, yeah. He's going to be filmed soon on the show. Show hoarders. <laughs> I have an airplane in my backyard. <laughs> I can't let it go. <laughs> she sees a stuffed fox and the old man says the fox can't talk because he hasn't given it a mouth yet. He hasn't sewed a mouth yet. But the fox seems to actually move, like barely move, but move of its own volition. It's very weird. Hmm. Does that come into play later? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it did. So the old man shows the little girl the top of his house and the sun is setting and he tells the little girl more about the little prince. Now, because the little prince, if we cut back to the beautifully animated little prince story, because the little prince lives on a small planet, he must tend to weeds or else the weeds will grow too big and destroy the planet. But one day a flower grows there. And as he tills it, the flower begins to talk and he falls in love with the flower. But the flower says, one, that it is the most beautiful thing ever. There's nothing else like this flower in the entire universe. Okay. And two. That's it, a bad relationship right there. That's exactly right. And anyway. But, but, but the thing that's so tragic about this is neither of them know truly how to love because they're both so young. Yeah. And the little prince is so overwhelmed with her vanity and all this stuff that he grabs a bunch of seagulls and just flies away from her. And then she says like the most fucking tragic thing, which uh, I didn't write down, but it was really no. tragic. It was really tragic. And she said something to the effect of like, I'm so sorry that I've done this to you. Like she is apologizing for this, not like accusing him of anything. And then the little girl is like, Oh my God, like she, he ran away. And then the old man says, yes, but it was his first step on a journey back to her. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so fucking beautiful. Mm. Like, that's really, really sweet. Then the mother arrives and she asks her daughter, oh, wait, did what you are- go under any parachutes with this man? <laughs> She's arriving at home and the, the, the mom doesn't know anything about this. And the little girl says that she just read a lot and that she made a friend. And the mother doesn't know who the friend is, doesn't ask any other questions and just assumes it's another girl in the neighborhood. And the mother says that she will make time for this friend, like make time on her little life board but that'll be next summer at a very specific time. So you okay. can't hang out with her friend right now because right now you have to prepare to get into Worth Academy. That's the most important thing right now. Ah, okay. So that's the whole idea. So then the little girl begins reading more of the pages at night. 
uh, under the covers. And the little prince comes across a king, and the king says he rules over everything. And the prince asks the king to command the sun to set. And, uh, and the king says that he will do this, but only when the conditions are favorable at sunset. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Then he comes across... Ricky Gervais. <laughs> it's a guy. It's a character voiced by Ricky Gervais. What's his name? A uh, man with a large hat. <laughs> he does, he, nobody has a name. He had a name, though. Oh, he has a name? Anyway, continue. Not, not that I know of. Mm. Uh, the man has a very big hat, and he says that a uh, he has the hat so that when people tell them that they love him, he will raise it because he's the best man on this planet. The, the conceited man. Conceited man. Okay. Uh, and so that, they didn't say that earlier on. Uh, but I guess you can sort of extrapolate from that, from what he was saying. Yeah. Because then the little prince says, you're the only man on this planet. And he's just like, Ooh. and then he flies away again. Then the little prince comes across my favorite character, the businessman. Oh. It's this motherfucker at a desk and all these fucking sheets of paper. And this guy just looks miserable. And the little prince asks him, like, what are you doing? And he goes, I count the stars. And the little prince is like, well, what good is it to count the stars? And he goes, I'm rich for counting the stars. And he goes, well, why do you want to be rich? And he goes, then I can buy more stars to count. I'm just like, oh man, dude. Fucking. Yeah. He's right. You get so many stars. You get so many fucking stars. You <laughs> count all of them, dude. All the stars. It's like a clicker game, dude. It is so like a it's clicker like cookie game. clicker book. Star clicker. <laughs> so then the little girl begins to see the world very differently because she's reading about the little prince. And she says that she doesn't want to grow up. And the old man says that growing up isn't the problem forgetting is and then she's like i never want to forget and then her kite gets caught in a tree then we <laughs> I forgot about the kite yeah i know <laughs> Fuck, the guy never got about it uh so then we go back to the little prince the little prince comes across a snake with the voice of benicio del toro <laughs> very spooky and the, he's like i'm gonna collect you uh the snake is fucking terrifying and it tells the little prince that he will send him back to his planet if he ever gets homesick which means he's gonna fucking murder him <laughs> <laughs> oh and by the way th- at this point the little prince has landed on earth oh, okay. um so then the little girl climbs the tree to get the kite and she says that she's really scared because she's like scared of heights or whatever and the old man says that that's normal i mean this is a scary thing to do and I'm like, that's weird. Like, I get where you're going with this, but it's not like you're a parent. You're just like a weirdo old man that lives next door. You shouldn't be putting children into spooky situations. It's not like you're her uncle or anything. That's true. I mean, I wish that I just wish this old man was her uncle or something or some, somebody that she already knew anyway. So then she falls and her hands get burned. But the old man puts medicine on her hands for her to make her feel better. And I wrote down, I got to say, this old man framing device is really weird and creepy. <laughs> It's just really, really weird. Um, then the prince comes across a fox, and the animation of the fox is gorgeous, and the fox is voiced by James Franco. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And the fox says that he cannot play with the prince because he is not tame, and that means that neither mean anything to each other. But if the prince tames him, then they'll mean a great deal to each other, and then they can hang out and they can play. And This is... Yes. This is so interesting. Why is this just because all this, there's so many things that the last half called back to. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Okay. And it's just like piecing this all together and being, okay, I understand this. Here's here's the problem with this taming thing and the idea of like, oh, we need to like, we need to know each other better in order for us to care about each other. Now, as far as we know, this old man is writing these weird stories and giving it to this little girl so that she can change her mind about the world. And in this part of the story, it's all about getting to know another person to know them better in order to care about each other more. I don't know where these stories came from. The old man could just be writing these fucking stories to manipulate this little girl. And then this framing device of the, 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 the fox and the little prince getting to know each other more and like rolling around and tails being all up in each other are uh, intercut with the old man and little girl and the little girl lying to her mother. It's a little creepy, man. It's a little weird. Mike, you're just a jaded, jaded old man who's watching too much news. <laughs> Every old man's a pervert. Every old man sat out there to get creepy. You know, not every old man's a pervert, but an old man that writes stories to manipulate little girls is a little creepy. I have to manipulate. She's not manipulating. She's just. Teaching things. She's just opening your mind. Look, to man, this guy's got no one else to talk to. He's gonna, he's gonna impart some wisdom. That's true. And what else is there to do when you're old? You've been, you've lived a lot of years. That's true. And so then the next uh, chapter is about the fox saying that age is only a number. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> No. So then uh, the fox tells the boy a secret. Uh, Oh, wait. No, sorry. The boy is playing with the fox, but then uh, the little prince comes across a bunch of roses. 
and he realizes that his rose is just a common rose. The, the rose lied to him. The rose is not like one in a million. Knew that shit was, knew that shit was toxic. But then the fox, it, was, it is toxic. But then the fox tells the little prince that his rose is uncommon because it's his rose. Dang. It's only his rose. And, and it's, it's not, deep, dude. no, and it's not common because you got to know that person more. So then the fox tells the boy a secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I figured it did. So the old man tells the girl, no one ever has to read his. Oh, wait, sorry. No, wait, no, 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 no. That sounded really bad. The old man tells the little girl that no one has ever read his story before. She's the first one to ever read these things. And uh, can you give me some notes. You know, can, I feel like I'm sort of is the middle part weird. Like, I think I should take the businessman out. I was a little too on the nose. I <laughs> feel like that uh, uh, whole rose thing's a bit toxic and problematic. I really don't want to. Like, I don't know, but like, also, it's like it was special. Maybe I just leave that out and you can infer that like that rose is special and like you just felt that way. I don't know. Um, and he says that finally someone has read these and she's confused. And he says that everyone has to say goodbye sooner or later. And then she gets really sad. So then he says that he'll take her to a place where they can get free pancakes on their birthday. Sick. And she's like, it's not my birthday. And he goes, just lie. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yes. So they I don't get know in- if that's a good lesson to teach kids, but okay. Oh, okay. This isn't a good lesson to teach children. <laughs> okay, the other one is you're implying that they're doing bad lessons. This All one right. is just straight up like, lie hey, to just adults. Lie to, just lie to adults to get free shit. Good point. So then they take a drive. And he runs a stop sign because he's an old man. And the Look cop at him breaking the law. Fuck this dude, man. He's, he's <laughs> gone away. And then the cop chases him down and pulls them right. over. And, and the little beats, girl and he gets out a gat. So shoot the cop. <laughs> You're in this too deep now, bitch. <laughs> is he, I'm gonna, this is how we tame cops. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts throwing up gang signs. <laughs> he rolls up his sleeves and it's just full of fucking tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And he powder, uh, uh, gets the makeup off his face. He's just a bunch of teardrops everywhere. He's oh, like, shit. <laughs> he, yeah, he shaves his beard. Teardrops <laughs> all down his face. <laughs> he says, you must say goodbye at some point. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> 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 yes, that's exactly what happened. Grand Theft Old Man, dude. <laughs> I love this. This is just Leon the Professional, but like. It's Leon the Prince. <laughs> Leon the Prince. Perfect. Perfect. So I need to see Leon the Professional. You've never seen that movie? No. That movie's fantastic. Okay, we'll watch that movie. Uh, so the cop chases them down and pulls them over, and the little girl straight up lies to the cop and says it's her birthday. Not learning a lot of good things. Yeah. Now you know all your theories before. I was I didn't believe you, Mike, and now yeah. I'm just, he's just a bad influence. He's just a bad influence to this little girl. So, uh, so now the mom is arriving home, and she had to leave work for all this, and she is fucking pissed. And the girl's waiting with the cop, and the mom goes to speak to the old man and tells the little girl to go in the house and wait for her. And finally, she returns home, and the mom is so upset that she lied, and the little girl is upset. Because she feels that the life plan is more loved than she is. Hmm. And the mom says, and I love this line. She goes, I care about you both, you and your life plan equally because you are the same thing to me. Like your life plan is your life. And that's why I care about both equally. And she says that she's the only person here that is able to take responsibility for her daughter's life. And then the daughter says that it's not her life. And if her mom was around more, she would see that. And the mom says that she has to work all the time in order to support this life that they're in. And the daughter says that she sounds just like her father now. <sighs> and then she says, how long until you completely disappear? <sighs> I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? Because where's the dad? Yeah, where's the dad? I'm like, is he dead? Is he divorced? What's going on? We'll see. We'll see. So. Then the mom rips up the little prince pages, throws the fox and the little prince pages away, and says the daughter must focus on what is essential. For the next two weeks, she must focus uh, on school. Okay. So, finally, after work, 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 work for weeks, it is the little girl's birthday. And the little girl is gifted a microscope by her mother, which earlier on the mother said, for your next birthday, I'm going to get you a microscope. So it's already been ruined because it was on the life board plan thing. Fun. And she gets... A box. <gasps> and on the box, it says like microscope. <laughs> it's another present. And oh. in the box is a snow globe 
from her father. <gasps> so all those fucking snow globes are from her dad. He's not dead. He's not he's dead. He's just a deadbeat. He's just, well, he's, I don't know or what he's, he's doing. Or he's just going. working. He's just always working. Is that what it is? I don't know. Is it ever explained later? I've never seen the dead. Oh, man. So confusing. So then she digs through the trash. Oh, no. And then the little girl starts to cry. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen a kid's movie in forever where kids fucking cry. Inside out. That's true. That's a very good point. That was a good one. I've never seen it, but anyway. Yes, the kid cries at the end, and it's so good. Oh, it feels so good at the end when she cries. Anyway, so then the little girl digs through the trash and gets the ripped up pages in the fox. I'm just like, has this trash been sitting here for two fucking weeks? How have they not taken it out to the goddamn garbage? You know? That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. So then uh, in the story, the prince and the aviator look for a well, and as the aviator's out, because uh, the aviator's out of water, and he needs to survive. And they search and they search, and the prince says, the stars are beautiful because of a rose that cannot be seen, and the desert is beautiful because somewhere it hides a well. And then that's it. Okay. <laughs> so I got in a very strange point. Yeah, what was it? The old man's like, well, I saw that part, I think. Uh-huh. No, no, I didn't. No. What I don't happened? Know. So this old man, and he's talking to this girl, and the girl's like, what's going on? And he's like, let me tell you the end of the little prince story. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. I Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, read your part. What was your part again? It was just it was in the little prince book and then they found a well. That's all. That's the last thing I saw was that they found a well in the desert. Uh, but it was maybe in I skipped the, that part. Uh oh. Oh no. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Old man's got a, not. got a uh, story to tell it's over. Um so Wow, oh, this is hard to read. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even write it in handwriting. I know. Um and so the aviator's talking. He's like, I fixed the plane. And Little Prince uh, is like trapped up against a wall or something in the desert. Mm-hmm. And um, he, a snake appears. And a snake's going to like, looks like it's going to attack him. And the aviator pulls out a gun and like tries to shoot the snake, but he drops it. Um, but it turns out that the snake just ran away. And the Little Prince knew he had fixed the plane. He's like, yeah, I know you fixed the plane. And he's like, you're going to get out of here, right? He says, yeah. And he says, okay, I'm getting out of here too. I have to go a long way. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. And um, the he old man. shoots himself. The old man, no. The old man <laughs> says, I'll be sad. I can't hear you laugh anymore. And then he says some weird shit about some stars. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves the little prince and he's like, okay, I, I'm sorry. I have to, or the little prince says, I'm sorry. I have to leave you. And he's like, okay, I won't leave you. And he's like, I know. And then he let, the little prince walks forward. And then a snake just goes and hits hits him on the foot, and then he just like disappears. And that's it. And uh, the snake, a snake bites him, and that's it. And it turns like a weird glimmer. And he says, "Don't worry, the little prince is still high up there, He's still in the stars, Holy He's still God. up there waiting." What the fuck? And um, and the prince will be there. And the girl was pissed. She did not like the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the ending either. She did not like the story. She waited. She wasted her whole summer listening to this. On this little prince and waited. And I'm like, why is she so mad? I don't know why she's so mad. Well, you also like the end of Lost, so. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't answer any questions. <laughs> don't need to answer questions. Did fucking Lindelof write this shit too? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, a snake touches the little prince and he disappears. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> Um, that is visibly angry that I made fun of his like of shut up little. dude this is also like a very it's, I didn't understand why she was mad because I didn't see the first part of this movie so I was just like she's mad yes and it's because she doesn't she's like how do you know he's up in the stars oh, like how yeah. do you know that like what is the proof she's, he's just like I just you know I hear I hear him I feel him like I feel like he's still up there you know I feel like he's still the little prince is still up there in the stars mm. she's like I don't. This is stupid. I don't like. I need. Yeah, I don't like it. If you, you don't know for sure, what's the point? You know. And this is probably ingrained from her mom, who's very much like very logical, logical, like yeah. put this thing forward and all this stuff. And so she's pissed, and she runs out. She's like, wasted my whole summer. And she threw the fox at him, oh. and hit all the pages on the ground. And she ran off, and um, she's vacuuming stars off her ceiling. 
Yes. Um, at one point, they put glow-in-the-dark stars in a room. Ah, okay. Yes. And I had so many of those as a kid. Me too. I watched the scene. I'm like, holy shit, I used to do that as a kid. I had so many. I always I thought I was special, and the, clearly I'm not. I think there's some still up there. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. to take them down because we moved out, but I think I still have a couple like in a backpack somewhere. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many. And they get all dusty and gross, too. They really, and then, like, and then, because I was in Bakersfield, when it gets hot, they just started falling because- it melt, the glue melts. The, the glue melted, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah. So, um- says last day of summer mm-hmm. and the mom and the girl are driving home and they pull up to the house there's an ambulance in front of it oh no and i'm he, like he finally murdered I'm somebody like, oh no is grandpa sick because i didn't know who the old man was <laughs> he could just be grandpa was that just grandpa yeah so she just gets out of the car and sees the ambulance drive off and she just starts running after it Oof. like really fast uh-huh. And her mom's like, what are you doing? Get in the back of the car. We'll go there. And she's like, no. And she takes a bike and like rides the all the way there. Yeah, let's just drive there. It'd be easier. It's very dramatic. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt This scene felt like a student film. Like not in a bad way. Uh, is there a good way that a student well, film is? <laughs> you know, those like student films that are like actually get promoted by people that mm. are like, this student made this film and it'll like make you cry or whatever. It's like one of those where it's like I very see. emotional, actually like pretty well done. And like, has like a, com- like that commercial where like the guy gives a homeless girl a bunch of food. And then later on the girl ends up being like a doctor that saves the guy's life. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen that, but yes. Oh, okay. It's something like that. But anyway, it felt like that. Alrighty. Um, cause the hospital, sees the man being rushed off tries to go and like hey wait no i like i want to help you and like you can't go yet you can't go and she gets rushed off um and then they're driving back home and her mom's like you know uh tomorrow's an important day let's not forget <laughs> and i'm like okay yeah baby first day of school yeah i guess so so <sighs> it's late and she the girl decides to sneak out of her house mm-hmm. and says like actually no she looks at the little she moves the snow globes and finds a little prince statue that I guess is really found says, I need to find you. The, the aviator needs you. I need to find you. Oh jeez. So she goes and, um, breaks out, goes to the neighbor's yard. Actually, she falls like the rain gutter falls down in the neighbor's yard and she gets in there uh-huh. and, um, sees there's an old plane mm-hmm. and there's, she gets in it and there's the little, little Fox doll mm-hmm. and there's like, uh, like papers around hanging out and it's the papers for that the guy drew i guess the his drawing and his writing yeah, the, yeah. His story. it's all together yeah. okay so she says how do, do you know how to fly this plane fox and the fox is like looks up and is like no i have no idea it actually talks it doesn't talk it doesn't it just, oh, it just doesn't have a mouth dude it can't talk i don't know maybe so then it, it goes down grabs like a helmet and gives it to her oh and she's all like okay let's let's see how this goes and she hits a contraption this crazy contraption goes where this it's pretty funny and cool at the same time. It's, uh, <laughs> like record pops, the record player pops out and it hits the record goes on. It starts playing like old timey, old timey music. Mm-hmm. And then all this stuff starts like a runway comes out and like it pulls back like a rubber band type thing, pulls the plane back and then it launches off uh-huh. and she's out now. She's up flying. And then she dies and, she falls <laughs> and dies. Yep. No, but she goes instead of flying normally, she goes straight up into the air, mm-hmm. straight up into like this weird cloud vortex. Oh, Jesus. And she goes to it and she sees this giant weird round city where everyone is in like grids and walking and is kind of sad and stuff. Yes, that's the earth. It's earth? Right? Is it? Where it's like, it's very gridded. It's very gray, dark. I, oh, that's very much earth. Okay. Below them? Below her? No, this is like a weird tiny, this is a weird teeny tiny town. Like the the, the buildings are so big, they're sticking up out of the, like oh. into the atmosphere almost. Oh, Weird. It's very small. It's a very small planet. She says, I've never heard about this planet. I've never heard about it. Okay, any of I don't stories. know what the fuck that is. Then. And then she sees like this little prince dude on top of it. Because mm. she's in the stars now. Right. That's where he is. Is she so, all weirdly animated now? No. Oh. So um she they go back and she's like, Okay, I'm gonna fly down there. So she flies down there and tries to fly down and lands in the middle of the street. And everyone's <laughs> like, What the hell? Yeah. And the cop shows up. It's cop show up and he's like, you're under arrest for violating this and that. And it turns out it's the conceited man. Really? Interestingly enough, he's there and he's like, yeah, all the stuff. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, also, why are you so sorry? She's like, I'm a kid. It's like, oh, that's also not allowed. And then she runs off and hides in the elevator where the thing is. Right. She's in the elevator and she says, there's a guy like pushing the buttons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's the king. Oh. And the king said, and he, she says, can I get to the top of the, the floor? 
I need to find because it's top of the floor if the conditions are favorable. Mm-hmm. He's like, as you wish. And he pushes the button and they go all the way to the top. <laughs> and it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, and walks up and sees this weird looking teenager dude who's dressed like the prince. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's Paul Rudd. He's just fucking what? Yeah, Paul Rudd is voicing this guy. And he's little, like, I'm uh, not the prince. Bring up celery man, please. Yeah, I'm not the prince at all. We don't know who you're talking about. And she says, like, yeah, you are. And he walks away and he drops this name tag and it says, Mr. Prince. That's his name. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, She's like, what happened to you? Like, what's wrong with you? And she says all these things. Like, you had like this rose and all this stuff. And he kind of was like, I don't, know I don't know who you're talking about. All he's trying to do is clean up and try to impress um the businessman. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to clean up this this thing. And he keeps losing his brushes and they all get thrown off. And then she's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, I don't even know how to get back home. And he's like, fine, whatever. I'll, you know what? I'll help you. You know, I was in I was in a similar position. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very disappointed. She's like, "You're yeah. just you just become another grown up. Yeah, like you're not anything special or anything." And um, <laughs> never meet your heroes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never meet Paul Rudd. Um, that was after, of course. She says, "I'll help you." After he finds out she's a child, right? And um, goes to this place, and there's this weird, creepy man. I never mentioned before. He's very tall, very slender. It's like a weird. He has no face. He has he's a wearing face. a business suit. No, he has a, <laughs> he's wearing a business suit. I think he has a uh, face. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I brought this um, this lady for you." And she's like, "Oh, wonderful. Oh, it's a little girl. We usually don't allow little girls, and like, we don't allow these weird fox things." And they like picks up the fox, and it's like, "Oh, it's weird." What the fuck? It's like, okay. It's like, okay, I'll help you. And they go inside. She says, "Isn't this amazing? It's like this big warehouse. It's like it's like businessman has turned anything inessential and has made it essential." So there's all these fun things like slides and and um, like benches and other things that are just being turned into paper clips. Just benches are essential. Okay, maybe not benches. I don't. I meant benches. There's okay, something else like <laughs> slides. Other, definitely other, seems other unessential. Other fun things that aren't like necessary. Swings, swings. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that are being like turned into paper Legos. Clips. Legos are great. <laughs> um, Copies of the Lego movie. Of the, <laughs> um, so they take all these old stuff and put it in the paper clips. Okay. And she gets, they go into this room and there's like a little tiny like student desk there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, just have a seat there. And she sits down and then immediately these locks come out and lock her to the desk. Uh. And the guy is like, ha ha. She's like, I thought, and she goes like, what, what the hell? Like Mr. Prince. <laughs> what the hell, Mr. Prince? <laughs> what the hell, Mr. Prince? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I thought you were going to help me. And he, she's, he's like, I am. This is what they did to me. Oh no. And he, she, he's like, the old, tall man is like, yes, perfect. We'll just have this. And like, this is a very bare, empty room. We just has a chalkboard and stuff. And I was like, yes, we'll just make this essential. And you'll just learn all the good stuff. And just hands him a book. Uh-huh. This book of just like says everything essentially you need to know in this little tiny book. She's like, how do you know all that stuff in a book? It's a very dense book. <laughs> and it's single spaced. Oh God, no. And no pictures, I bet. Too. I mean, probably not. I bet the tall man in the suit is supposed to be the snake. Maybe. That one that one surprised me. Do you me. think it's voice is he does he sound like Benito Del Toro? I don't know what he sounds like. Oh, okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah, that one surprised me. Yeah. Um so uh-huh. So um, she's in that room. She's, she's in that room. A book. And in that book. And somehow the, he pulls a lever and like this huge crazy machine there that like makes her sign all these waivers and things like that. Like it ra- physically takes her finger and like makes her sign things oh, and all that stuff. It's like, we all waivers so we don't get sued. <laughs> we go ahead and take you through this crazy thing so you grow up real quick. Oh no. So you don't want you to be a kid anymore. No. And uh, uh, luckily... Uh, what happened is the he kicks over the trash can and the fox gets out and the fox goes over and like spills all his pages and the, Mr. Prince picks up one of the pages and recognizes it and is like, oh, I can't have this happen anymore. So um, the fox goes over, frees her while the man's like cackling or whatever and then he, the um, Mr. Prince pulls a lever, knocks over the cackling man mm-hmm. and he falls into the, the chair and then they get sucked into that weird Holy device shit. thing this big giant device thing Holy shit! and she's like well why did you do that and he's like i i don't remember <laughs> quite but i did notice that i've been saving this thing it's this little piece of paper mm-hmm. this drawing of a box he's like it's it's your sheep oh and she's like yeah it's your sheep he's like i don't understand but i noticed that this these pages you had which are the pages that the old man drew yes. were from that and he's like yeah you do you remember he's like no i don't oh man i don't remember anything oh man and um, 
Let's see, let's see. So <laughs> they go and they notice like, okay, what's well, fine. We'll just get out of here and we'll take you back to the aviator. Mm. And they notice that there's this big plane. The plane is actually being turned into scrap and it's going to go into the no. paperclip stuff. So they do this whole Planes thing. Planes are useful. Where they, I know. Well, they go on this thing and they fix it and they, they you know, stop it before right in time and all this stuff. Um, but while she's doing that and trying to rescue the plane, Mr. Prince is over there and sees a bunch of stars in a container. And he remember, and he's starting to remember them. He's like, I remember these stars. Well, this time the businessman appears behind him and is like, ha, oh, I see you, Mr. Prince. I see all these, all these things that's going on. <laughs> he's like, yes, I collected all these stars. I've collected all of them. And the girl, the little girl's like, wait, you were just supposed to count them. He's like, yes, but now I own them. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> and he's, she's like, why would you do this with such beautiful things? Like, what's the point of them? He's like, oh, they get used. And so one of them goes into like this little chamber and they smash it. Oh, and, it no, sent into, and it gets sent away into like, it's basically electricity. And he's like, I turn these useless objects into efficiency. That's what I do. No. And it's perfectly essential. <laughs> Um, Not the stars. So then they take, yeah. So then they're like, whatever. Here, little girl, we're gonna take you away. And so they take, they start taking her away. And then the little Mr. Prince remembers. He's uh-huh. like, you know what? I don't need this job because he was so worried about getting fired earlier. But now he doesn't care. And he's like, you know what? I quit. I'm a, I'm a prince. It doesn't matter. I'm. And he's like, and the business is like, ha ha. You're hopeless. Like, what is? <laughs> you've had 325 jobs and been fired from 324 of them. You better get back to work. And he's like, no. Quit. doesn't seem like a very and good I, worker. Yeah, I know. He's like, and I'm hopeful and I'm full of hope and I'm ready to do this stuff. And um, I remember about the rose now. I remember this rose. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what? And he's just like, yeah, and steps on his foot. And then the little girl steps on the guy, the captor's foot, and they all just run away. Mm-hmm. They run to the top of this heap to try to get on the plane because it's right now it's still being hooked up to the, the crusher thing, but it's not actually being crushed. It's just spinning around. Uh-huh. And, um, they climb to the top of the tower and try to escape. And before leaving, they're about ready to leave. Uh-huh. And she jumps on the star tank and smashes it with like this pickaxe or something. She had like a sword. No, it was a sword with her. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the tools that was the little knickknacks that the old man kind of gave her. But now it's bigger. Oh, so oh she, that's pretty so cool. So she breaks that up and all the stars escape. And the plane goes up. And she's like, before she leaves, she says, um, I will grow up but I'll never be a grown-up like you. And then she flies off. Damn, like all, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get some. And all the stars are free, and they're flying away, and they're going through space, and they're like, oh, man. And the little prince goes, oh, it's asteroid 323 and asteroid 326 and any of that stuff. That yeah, those sense. are going to his, his asteroid. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So then they see, they find his asteroid, mm-hmm. and they see the place where the rose is, and they land on it. And he's still, oh, the prince is finally like able to see... You know, the rose, like he's finally able to get it. And it's in, you know, one of those Beauty and the Beast like containers. Yes, he put it in there to protect it. In there. Well, it's all cloudy and he opens it up. And it's dead. It's completely dead. Yeah! It's completely dead. Fuck yes! Oh, this movie just got good. And he touches it and it just fades away (laughs) into the distance and just flies off. This is like the saddest scene in the movie. This is the best scene in the movie. This is the saddest scene. She says, she says, I'm sorry it's gone. This isn't supposed to happen. Like, we were supposed to find it, and it was supposed to be good. Uh-huh. And then she says, I'm going to lose him, too. I'm going to lose him, too. Why are you not crying? Like, everything sucks. Yeah. I'm going to lose my friend. You lost your rose. You know, what? what's going on? And she and he says, um, it's fine. It's just a fucking flower. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's fine. She'll, she'll always be with me. You just need to look with your heart. Okay. Which is from the earlier scene. It's from earlier, yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of understands it now because she sees like this out in the distance, like he's happy and the light brightens up and it's all like the rose color. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, you don't, you'll still remember them despite them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, So she understands now and isn't afraid. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And, um, yeah, I guess a little. He's like, I'll just stay here. This is this is my planet, and then he, she flies off. I don't have to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the next day, wakes up, and she's in a room. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The next day, her mom appears and opens up a room and is like, "Where is she?" And the doors open, the what? windows open. Oh shit! And the like, the gutter is on it's, the is, is across this fallen thing. And she's like, "What the heck happened?" And the little girl appears. She's like, "Come on, we're late." 
he's like, what do you mean we're late? We have plenty of time. He's, she's like, no, we have to stop at the hospital before we go to, go to school. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to the hospital. She bring little girl brings the old man flowers. Mm-hmm. Probably and, roses. And she's like, he wakes up and he says, I feel so bad about what he did. He's like, it's okay. I don't remember. She's like, what? I don't even remember who you are. Oh, shit. She's like, what? What? And he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's fucked up. That is really fucked up. But pretty funny. That is really fucked up. And then, and she, then she reads the book to him. And then he's like, I remember oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God, no, man. I, I just have all this in the notebook right here. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel McAdams was in this movie, too. Yeah, apparently. totally. She was. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? Wasn't she, she was mom? a mom. Yeah. She was a mom. That's why she wasn't a good actress. Aw. So she gave him the book. And it was like this bound notebook of all the, like, she bound all the pages together in, like, this nice book, all his drawings. Yes. And, um... He's so happy looking at it and she starts crying and he, and she's like, it's, he's like, it's okay. It's okay. She says, you run the risk of weeping a little if you let yourself get tamed. Oh, and that's the end of the movie. And then there's the, there's a scene where they're looking at like a telescope and mm-hmm. they're reading, they're looking through the book, seeing if they can see any of the stars, the mom and the daughter mm-hmm. and they hug each other and they oh. look up and there's a little star and you hear the little prince, the old man laughing. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's the movie. Oh, cool. It was good, dude. Was it? It was good. It doesn't sound very good. What? I was not impressed with this ending at all. Why not? That is really lame. Why is the ending not good? I I don't know. It felt really lame. It feels like this whole thing, like this future. It just sounds dumb. Like, and this is this come from the guy who really liked the Holy Mountain in Brazil. This whole thing sounds really dumb and not accessible to people. Not accessible. Yeah. That's your problem, is it's not accessible? Yes. I can't what what am I gonna learn out of this? What do you mean when you're going to learn about this? What am I learning out of this movie? You're learning it's okay to lose someone. Okay, that's true. That's accessible. What I'm talking about is this idea, which I thought was going to come into play more, is the idea of worth. What does it mean to of, of something to be worth anything? It is mean something to be worth something because you remember it and you had those fond memories of it, as opposed to I'm, sitting around and making everything essential. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about like this idea of like, is it better to be a dreamer or a person that like that attains something of like physical value? And I thought that's what this movie. Is and the end be. is, it's sort of both. That doesn't want to. That's not what it feels like, though. That is what it feels like because at the end, she she makes time. She goes later to school. She makes time I guess to that's see a good point. She's the old learned man. The balance. She's learned to balance the two things. There yeah. is a balance between the two things. You can't be, you know, have your head in the clouds the whole time. Yeah. But you also can't have the plan yeah. be set like that. Right. And she learns that because she goes to a place where it's completely set and she sees yes. what her future would be like. Right. You know, if she stayed to her mom's like planned schedule. You make a good point there. I guess my only problem really was that it feels so much like it's demonizing this idea of like like the other side that it very much feels like it's playing more to the other side is what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I guess to a point, but there is, I mean, there is some practicality to like some of the other characters and how they think, I guess. Cause like, yeah, like you do need things to work. You do need to, you can't just be like the little prince and live on a fucking planet and like not have a job. Like you need a job to survive. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I feel like a little bit. Like that was kind of lame. Like you can't just tell kids like, Oh, just, Fucking quit jobs because you don't like them and it feels like it's not worth anything. Like sometimes you do shit that isn't worth anything in order to make a living. These were also like terrible jobs though. Like everyone was doing like most most jobs are terrible. Eh, Most most jobs are terrible. I don't know about that, but 5% of jobs are good. 5%? 5% of jobs. Most jobs are plumbing, fucking retail. (laughs) Like that's what I'm saying. Like you need these things to survive. But it's also important to not to not tie yourself to your job, to make your worth all about your job. I think that's also what's important about mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is it tells you like, you know, maybe you do have that shitty job. Yeah. That's fine. Right. You need to spend time with who's important to you. Yeah. And like, dr- I will say about that other yeah. things. Yeah. That's what this, that's what I think this movie's about. Yes. I think you're right. Like you, you bring up a good point of the girl going to school, but also going to meet the old man. I agree with that. I guess just feel like, that whole because when I was watching this movie, I seriously thought like, holy shit, like we've gone through like this weird three act structure already. We've like introduced the little girl. We've introduced the problem. We've introduced her understanding like uh, what it's like to be a dreamer. And then mm-hmm. the third act was her just understanding like 
the, the, the meaning behind that and like sort of rebelling against her mom, but realizing that maybe her mom is right in certain things. But I feel more like, I don't know, like I, I was a little concerned that this movie was leaning too heavily on like this. It is bad to be the things that these adults are. You know what I mean? I was just, I think it's, it's, I think the whole thing is like, there's always time to yeah be a dreamer. And even in the world, despite the world, not wanting to be that way at all. Like it, the, the funny thing is that when the stars broke off and went off, the one business guy just goes, this is bad for business. Right. Right. Cause that's all he thinks about. Isn't yeah. about anything else. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like you got to have a balance, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like. And the thing is, is the little prince was also interesting enough. He was a guy who was just, you know, a dreamer or whatever. But then when you grow up, you don't want to get rid of that dreaming part because when you become yes. an adult, it's easy to become a cynical person who hates movies like this <laughs> and just wants to sweep them under the rug like the little prince was just trying to impress. Yes. And even though he just Good was point. a fuck up at it, you know, he was trying <laughs> as hard as he could. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I. uh Yes, you make a good point of the ending being a balance of going to school, but also keeping to your ideals or whatever. I guess I was just like this. The opening was so good. I really liked the opening because it was like this idea of like, this is this is how humanity is. Life is all a series of numbers and like labels Mm -hmm. and straight lines and doing these things in this specific order. And then another really cool thing about the movie, too, is whenever the old man is there, everyone else is looking at him like he's a fucking horrible weirdo. You know what I mean? And it just it, even you, Mike. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> but I think the thing one, the thing that hurt one thing is the guy did come across as a horrible weirdo, not a horrible weirdo, but a creepy weirdo Two, it very much felt like it was demonizing this idea of like a structured way of living when I, I felt like I felt like what was going to come of this, which I guess it did kind of, but it, it did. didn't. It did. You're it right. Did. Mike, but Mike, I, it did. It did. Uh, yeah. It totally did. You just don't want to see it because you just laughed. No, the honestly, that. no. Okay, here's the thing. I, I I probably would have seen it if I had seen the movie. I just feel like this whole if I had seen the ending of the movie. Yeah, a lot of this was very nuanced and very well. Uh, I mean, I'm just rushing to the plot, man. Obser- like, there's a lot of lot of time spent on. But that's know, the thing. Things. There's so much time spent on demonizing this way of looking at it that I was like, oh, they're just trying to it. Because, I don't know, that whole bit where they go to the little prince's lane and all this shit and then he quits his job, it very much felt like this hippie to be like, you know, like, ah, fuck it, man. You don't need a fucking job. You don't need need stars or money. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is a dream or could be a dream. Is it a dream? Or it's real. I don't know. It might be real. There might be this thing. I don't know. But anyway, um, in his world, regardless, (laughs) it's a different world. Yeah. Yeah. you know, this is the extreme. This is like yeah. his world is a very extreme version of things. It's, you know, it's not real life. You yeah. know, and this, I think the real life for the girl is her own lesson of like how you can apply this type of story to your own life. Mm-hmm. And be like, you need to take time for like your family and people who aren't going to be there anymore yeah. sort of things. Because in the end, that's, that's what worth is. Mm-hmm. is I know. do like, I do like the dying of the rose. I will say. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it was good. And it was, I do like that idea too, of like to say this feeling of like things can be gone, but they don't have to be gone forever. Mm-hmm. They can still mean a lot to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just feel like this other shit of like, you know, uh, fuck it, man. Like collecting stars is meaningless. It's just like, it, eh. it didn't, it didn't, it didn't come down to that. It was just like yeah. the whole thing of like, everything inessential is essential sort of thing. It was like, yes. I mean, it was very cold. Like this, this place was ugly, man. Yeah. It was, it was very like dry. It was, it was, yeah. it was like, you know, a uh, paper, paper man. Was that the one? Yeah. Paper man's awesome. Yeah. It's like, it looked like that city except like much sad, even worse. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Paper man was gorgeous too. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked very sad and was just like, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, too much of this can go one way. Right. It's right, showing right. the extreme of it, obviously. So, right. You know. That's true. But I, th- I just felt like they make, I mean, it would have been dumb if she was like, I don't want to go to school anymore. Yeah, totally. But she didn't. She's yeah, still like, right. no, this is a good pun. I should do this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess the other thing I would have really, but she worked harder to meet, to get what she like other worth things. You know what I mean? Like she got up earlier to go to her, uh, to go visit the neighbor, you know, mm-hmm. like she didn't just be like, I'm not going to school. No, visit neighbor. She's like, no, she has to work harder to do both of these things. Right, right, right. That's a good point. I guess I also, I would have, I would have loved to have seen a scene of her in school, like applying these things in a place that is very much supposed to be like drilling this idea of like, you know, time schedule and stuff. I would have loved to have seen that implemented. But, you know, I don't know how that could be interesting, though. I think it could have been interesting. Like, oh, uh, it could have been a like a like a weird uh, a thought exercise of a thing of like, oh, you have to do this thing in this way. And then she comes up with a really creative idea outside of the box idea of figuring that out, whereas everybody else is doing the things that they think they're supposed to be doing in a specific order. 
You know what I mean? Kind of like, kind of like the year earlier thought exercise of draw me a perfect, uh, perfect uh, sheep, and then he draws like a box, like something cool like that. No, oh, I see where she's taking like like life lessons and applying it to this right. Group. Where it's like everyone else might have book smarts, but she is a little bit more because she's not only she's fucking gone through the death of this old man that yeah. she barely knows. I, I thought that, and that teaches on, and that's the thing. It's sometimes you you can't also the other thing is just you can't learn everything to a textbook is another lesson. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly and that's right. totally true. Yeah, 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 hundred percent true. Ah, hundred percent true. So, yeah. All right, I like it a bit more. Now yeah, good. I'm it. glad I convinced you. I thought you like this movie was great. For some reason, I thought you weren't going to like it. No, dude. after you were explaining this whole ending bit, it was good. It just, I mean, there were there were some really really great moments, and uh-huh. then there were some parts that were just like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some like really great moments. Part with the rose, part with her writing to the um, the hospital. The hospital was great. The like, it's just a lot of just good emotional. I do like that moments. ending with both of them looking at the stars. Yeah, and that's pretty nice. You just hear the two. Like, it's it's a very Nice movie. What do you think? What do you think's going on with the dad? What do you think's up with him? Uh, you think he just divorced? He just sucks. He's just. I think he's just a deadbeat. Oh, you think so? Because I, you know, if if someone is hanging out and planning, like it takes a very specific person to live with someone who is planning out their daughter's life and has a board for it. Yeah, and the thing. And if you're not down with that, you're probably gonna bail and just send some <laughs> some shitty snow globes. <laughs> there is one moment, and I really liked it because it added a bit of character to the mom, where she's like. You have to be prepared for everything. And when she says prepared, her eye like kind of like flinches and her mm-hmm. mouth makes a strange expression. Like she wasn't prepared for something. And now she's preparing her little daughter so that whenever something bad happens, like if she falls in love with the wrong guy and has a child and then he leaves her, she can be prepared for that. She'll never have to deal with that ever, yeah. ever. Uh, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. Um, yeah, you've convinced me this movie seems pretty cool. Although... Oh my god! I wish you could have seen more of the like actual, like beautifully animated bits. So yeah. what? The whole ending was just animated the way the whole other the yep. rest of the film was. Man, that's so strange. I mean, it's not in the book, so I mean, that's a good point. It makes sense. That's a good point. It's, it's, this is an interesting. Before we close the show out, interesting idea for an adaptation where you're taking an a, a work. So the the Little Prince is actually the book that you read as a kid. Yes. So that story that the old man read. Yes. That's what I, I, it had nothing to do with this little girl. Interesting. With this, like, that's what I'm saying. It's a very interesting way of adapting, probably a short, yeah, it's, it's a short, short story. Yeah, it's a yeah. very short story. So of like weird, disparate, yeah. like ideas and concepts. And that makes sense because it's less than half the movie then. It very much is. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's and a I great think, way to stretch out instead of being like the cat in the hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the Grinch. Or or uh, uh any any doctors. <laughs> <laughs> is there any oh yeah, the Lorax. Lorax yeah. You know they're gonna make another uh Grinch movie? It's going to be animated, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be watching The Grinch. Mm, that's good casting, but... <laughs> Do we really need another one? <laughs> yeah, I think... Did you like The Grinch? I actually did. Okay, I, knew Jim of, I knew a lot of people kind of liked it. There wasn't like a great I mean, movie, but it's people... it's not are... a great film by any stretch. The creepy little baby Grinch is, is a constant like joke around me, <laughs> yeah. especially when I realized that little kid Grinch is apparently a fucking like, short person in Grinch makeup, which is amazing because that means that a short person had to dress like a creepy Grinch person <laughs> and then flirt with like a little girl like that is so weird to think about in the confines of the film I never and, thought about any of that and uh, the guy who is directing that will be directing the new Han Solo film so look out everybody um, but yeah I, I mean I, I found it enjoyable but if you want to adapt a short story for children in another way I think this is a very fascinating way of doing it I don't know any other movies that have really done it this way before I'm sure there are some that I'm just not thinking of yeah but it, that was very cool I didn't even think about that that, that makes it more impressive in some ways yeah because they uh, it's interesting because it's like they're 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 showing them the book and then they're sort of showing how it can be applied or adapted to like real life, which I thought was a pretty fascinating way of uh, doing something like that. And I kind of applaud them for that. Yeah. Because at first I didn't really sort of like this framing device at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yeah. It was pretty good. How'd you like the voices in the film? Because I thought yeah. Rachel McAdams was bad as the mom. Yeah, she uh, didn't talk much in my half. So. Oh, okay. She had a lot of performances. I like Dahl Diller. Yeah, I liked everyone else. I guess really. uh, you good. saw, did you see um, uh, uh, Interstellar? No. Oh, okay. Murph is apparently a little girl. Um, huh. Yeah, everyone did a pretty good job. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. I guess the movie's pretty good. good. I, do want, I do want to see the ending now. Yeah, um, it's worth it. I'm sure it is. I really like the first half of it. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, yeah, maybe it is less just... beautiful, but more impactful. I yeah. don't know. All right, all right. Um, do you guys have any animated films we should check out? Um, any ones that make and have a more serious conversation? This yeah. is kind of fascinating. This is the most like serious conversation you've had about like a film. It's almost meaning. like it was good. No, no. But and what I'm like, saying is, this is like a 
a movie usually that is directed towards children and we are having a very in-depth conversation behind the meanings and themes behind it. It's pretty fascinating. It's because I feel like I feel like other films just don't have great lessons or just kind of like look at these people doing shitty things or whatever and or it's the like, lessons are just shit you've heard or they're just times. yeah they're just character studies Don't or lie. whatever yeah and then like this one actually is like it deals with much bigger issues for a children's film very much and so. since it's a children's film it's a little bit more uh ob- i don't want to say obvious but like a little bit m- more um like a little more on the nose a little but more, but it's not really like it's. Know. It's just a little bit like they have to explain it to a broader audience, or yeah, like, or they have to use. It's kind of like that old thing of like they have to use animals in order to explain like a human condition situation. Exactly, yeah. like having a a, a a flower in a glass thing and then that flower disappearing because you wanted to protect it is a very impactful thing. But you can apply it's like that smothering, yeah, smothering someone. Yeah, the idea of smothering or protection. Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. It's true, and I think too because it's a. Bit, an animated film, it adds a lot of charm to it because animation very much comes into the idea of like you need to make something look not charming as far as good, but charming as far as like emotionally impactful. Yeah. Yes. If you guys have any other films you think we might enjoy uh, along the lines of this, please suggest it to us by emailing us at email You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and if you want to listen to our past episodes, I think the last animated movie we saw was Watership Down. You should check that one out. Oh, yeah. It's you, a much different movie. Very different film. You should go to our iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says. Even if it says that this movie was a big steaming pile of shit that had no <gasps> meaning behind it. I know. Could you possibly believe someone saying Who that? Who would ever say that? I can imagine it. So probably some horrible piece of shit. Cynic uh, is probably who it would That's be. That's probably it. Yeah. But um, Ethan, thank you for convincing me about the end of this film. I, I want to see it. That happened. Yeah, me too. Um, Maybe I just need a better explainer then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, well, I say this. Good night, sweet prince. Good night, sweet prince. Oh, 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 oh,